Good morning and welcome to She's a 10. Well, it's morning for us. It's morning, damn yeah, it. Yeah, that's a first. Okay, we have another first. I love our firsts. Our firsts. I don't know Studio if I like 50. this first. <laughs> I, I love our guest. She's she's in downtown New York City, so we're, we're doing morning, but I don't, I don't know. It's going to might take me a while to get going. I know, as California folks. And by the way, Lindsay's sitting here thinking, really? Uh, it's not like eight in the morning. This isn't like early, no, early. Well, yeah, she's she's about ready to head over and have, you know, high tea. I know. Yeah. So now we're being with. High coffee. Yeah, high coffee. Anyway, welcome to Studio 50. I am very excited to talk about, mash it up today with our guest. We have a fun guest. And Lori, why don't you just tell us more about it? Okay. Well, today we have a guest in remote Studio 50. So she, we're looking at her through Zoom, and she's absolutely adorable. Her name is Lindsay. I will properly introduce her, but today's episode is going to be about the challenges and the funds, the highs and lows of mommyhood. Yeah? Yeah. So yes, for all us mothers out there. Yeah, and, and this is a very interesting kind of thing, Lisa, because we did way, way back when the Talking Tea with 10 Times 2. Yes, we did. And, like, what would we say to our 20-year-old self? Mm-hmm from what we know now, and they interviewed us and we interviewed them. And we're going to flip that over to this format for this episode and kind of do the same. So Lindsay's going to talk to us about what she's doing and her mommyhood. And then we're going to talk about what it feels like to have older kids. Oh, yeah. What she's in for. Yeah. yeah, Well, I I think (laughs) I have a thing for this. What are you in for? Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Lindsay, and I I actually need my glasses for this. Something else you have to look forward to, Lindsay. See? Your young, bright eyes, you have no idea. No, it's okay. Everyone wears the blue lights now, so we're all trendy. Okay. Okay, Lindsay Whiting Schnepper. Did I say that right? That's a mouthful, by the way. You're going to regret that hyphenated name. I have one, and I it, it's when you fly or everything, it's it's a nightmare. But okay, so <laughs> Lin- Lindsay. You're screwed, but it's you're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, your passport, your license. I mean, it's just a, it's a hairball. Okay, she is the originator and writer for a very prominent blog called Mommy Log. And it is a raw, refreshing take on parenthood by the mom of two. And she goes by L.W. Pepper. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. It is revealing, refreshing, and raw. Mommy Log Blog is the newest voice in parenting, an online diary where Lindsay Whiting Schnepper, I'm going to keep saying it because it's, it's a to tongue say. twister. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Under the nom de plume. Did I say that right? Do you like you that? Got it. I dude, I nailed that. You did. Uh, it's my friend. It's French. not morning. I think like you guys are good. Yeah. L W Pepper, and she writes about the hardest career a woman can have, and that is fact, mommying. With unusual candor, a razor sharp wit. We'll see about that, Lindsay. Mm. We're gonna put you to the test today. <laughs> and an abiding love for her little ones, L shares with readers her daily life raising two precious kids. Welcome, welcome, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an unbelievable opportunity. It's my first. If you want me to be really candid, like you guys pop the cherry. I've never done a podcast. <gasps> You're a podcast virgin? I'm totally a virgin. Okay, oh. so there you go. Well, you know what? You look like a pro. You do. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's the professional blowout. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's dive right into it. I love it. I I was looking, diving right into it. Speaking of diving right into it, you just started this mommy blog this year in March, right? I mean, this is new, but yet you've grown it so quickly. That's amazing uh, how fast it's it's caught on. So you must be hitting the mark on something. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. And then I also want to ask you about blogging. So start there first with how you got started. Sure. So I've been writing my entire life. I love to write. I feel it is reflective and therapeutic. It's a safe place to journal and to diary and to put your feelings out on paper just for you to read, to remember a time, to almost want to forget a time, whatever that might be. So when I had children or a child to start, it was very interesting to me because kids fall asleep in the car. 
and I had a hundred million things to do in the 12 hours I had to do it while I had my child with me and life gets in the way and they fall asleep and that became the nap. So I started writing again about eight years ago and writing to myself. And I wrote because I feel like writing and journalism and journaling is a journey. And when you do it, you're able to discuss those things that you're feeling with yourself, with your child, with your significant other, with family, whatever, in a very, very humbling place. So I started to do it, did it about eight years ago, and I never thought I would take this, you know, jump into the social media pool and get my natural curls wet. But I did because I started noticing when my son and then my other son would fall asleep and I would look on social media that everybody's life was in a grid and it was so perfect. How do you fit a perfect life into a square? My life is perfect, but it's also imperfect. And everyone else seemed to have time to make perfection. And I was still struggling with that. So I started just taking notes and writing a diary and chronicalizing all the things that went into what it is to be a mommy. The highs, the lows, the growing pains, the milestones, the memories, the meltdowns, the tears, mine too, you know, (laughs) Um, and just trying to figure it all out and not really seeing that there was a voice that sounded like that. You know, everyone seemed to have an answer for the questions I wasn't asking and everyone seemed to have advice for things that I didn't have a problem with. So Mm. I was saying, but I have my own questions. I have my own needs, but there's no one out there like that. Yes, I have incredible, amazing parents and incredible, amazing husband and children, but they only take you so far. I rely a lot on my ingenuity. So I started writing these things down because the mom hacks that were out there just sound like a bunch of hacks, not really necessarily helpful. And that's when Friends of mine would say to me, you know, you're really funny. You're really smart. You're really honest. You should put this out there. People should know what it's really like. And that's when it hit me. I said, mommyhood is named after that. It's named after a community, a hood, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be fabulous or ghetto or somewhere in between, that's what it is. And it's coveted and it's exclusive. But the stories that we tell are inclusive because people, I think, appreciate what I have to say. Because I'm telling their story too. I'm just saying it out loud. I'm not afraid to say the ups and downs and in-betweens. That's how it all got started. So what I love about this is 10 times fives. We Mm -hmm. talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. And frankly, one of the reasons why we started the podcast is it can be very disheartening when you look out in the published world. and, And there's many platforms. There's the blogs. There's the websites. And, of course, social media. And it is, by and large, a highlight reel. And it can be very, very discouraging, especially when you have those gnarly days where you want to beat the shit out of your kid. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I would never do that. Or you're just having a bad day. You know, it's just it's challenging. So I I love that that's the direction and that's the impetus for doing what you're doing. Well, and I also want to add that before we even get into what, you know, the focus of your podcast or your blog is that. This apply. I mean, I know our 10 times fives are listening, thinking, I've already done, done mommyhood. What what about this am I going to learn? Well, the takeaway, I think, for you, what you just said, Lindsay, is that, first of all, like, like Lori said, life isn't perfect. And y- y- if you're looking for that perfection out there um, in social media, you're not going to find it. It's like you, you got to make it yourself. But blogging and journaling I think is a way for people, just journaling in general, is a way for people to get their feelings out in a safe place. And usually the best ideas and the best emotions and the things that people could connect with the most come out of those moments. And to put it in a public forum is such a great way to open yourself up and answer your own questions and help others. Yeah, and encourage others to Mm -hmm. open up as well and be vulnerable. Sorry, I just took the long highway around to get to that point. But there was a lot to what I was thinking. And as you were talking, I wanted to get it all in. Sorry, (laughs) this is where, Lindsay, this is where the morning comes in. (laughs) We'll we'll probably edit that out. I always tell the long story long. Never. (laughs) Uh, Well, so Lindsay, let's take a step back. You have two boys. Yes. Okay. And tell us a little bit about them and then the impetus for naming 
your blog the way it is. And then, and then let's just dive right into some of the things that you talk about. Sure. So I have two boys. Um, I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And I have a husband. And the reason why I bring him into it is because he began this whole journey as the um, ginger-haired guy in my life. And he colored my heart and he colored our house. And we have 50 shades of red inside our house of all different textures. And like I said, shades of red hair. They are the sweetest, spiciest trio that you will ever meet, but I'm the secret spice in the sauce because I try to be the glue that keeps it all together. So I always say some days I'm AM Cinderella, some days I'm PM Cinderella, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other way. They, the reason why my blog is named it is, uh, Mommy Log, is because I believe that sometimes, and I tell my children this too, and my husband, that there are internal thoughts and external thoughts. And the internal thoughts are the things you think before you say, make sure they sound okay. That's why the channel of the ear and the brain and the mouth are kind of go in the letter C. You channel it before you say it. My thoughts are the mommy log. I channel it first before I say it out loud. Sometimes I will say it out loud, but sometimes I'll write it down because it's just maybe just a little too raw, but it's really the truth. It's the reality of how everyone feels. So that's the mommy log or the mommy dialogue that goes into what I'm saying. And the reason why I wrote under a non-diplume of L.W. Pepper was it's a play on my birth name and my married name, but it's also gives a little bit of anonymity to who I am for a while I was only L.W. Pepper and people were telling me about me. You've got to read this girl. My goodness. And I was laughing because it was me. And then <laughs> when I had a few opportunities come my way, they said, so who are you really? Is your name, last name really Pepper? Uh, and I was like, no, but I am spicy in a good way. <laughs> um, and then I decided to come forth and be proud of who I am because that's what I instill in our children is to be proud of who they are. So why not follow what I say? Awesome. I love it. I'm spicy too. So we have that definitely in common. And and this one's pretty spicy. <laughs> I can be spicy when I want to be. She's a sweet spice. She's Yeah, I'm sweet spice. I'm not like Cajun or anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm Cajun. I'm oh, like, good. yeah, That's I'm Cholula. It's like salsa, right? My, Mild, medium, high. My no, nom de plume is Cholula. Cholula? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so let's talk about... What, what was the first thing that kind of got you on the map with regards to the blog? Like what situation, give, give us some examples of situations you talk about, things that have resonated, where you go with what you're putting out to the world. Sure. So a year ago, almost now two years ago in the, you know, March of 2020, like most I think moms out there, I became a mom talk or like, you know, uh, like the mom talk since I'm from Long Island, the light, the beacon for their family when everyone else was feeling dark and I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a chance to be dark. I had to stay bright because I had to be positive for my husband, be strong for my children, be supportive of my family and do all these things. And all the while, my light was flickering on and off. And I was struggling with that. So I started writing a lot during that time, but nothing I wrote about I really felt was worth sharing because those memories are personal. So a year later, no joke in March, which is one of my favorite time of year is March Madness. I love basketball. I, I My dad got me into it when I was a little girl. So I just think there's some sort of adrenaline rush of watching these kids with incredible heart you know, want to, they still love the game. And I'm sitting there one morning, really early in the morning, everyone's still sleeping, which isn't surprising. I'm up, I'm rubbing my eyes and ESPN is left on. We like to sleep with the TV on. And I see that there's incredible correlation between vasectomies and March Madness. And I rub my eyes and like, what is going on? But, uh, there's a scientific reasoning behind March Madness. So brachiology is really like an ology. And they're like, no, 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 wait, hold up. There was a doctor on and he was a urologist. And he was talking about how men, daddies, 
get vasectomies during March Madness because it gives them about five days of downtime, <laughs> which enables them to watch basketball uninterrupted while they can heal. So they don't have That's to do anything genius. and they have a medical excuse. Mm-hmm. Now, women give birth to babies, however they choose to do that, you know, in every capacity. But we don't get this kind of downtime. I did. There's no real <laughs> science. I was blown away. I'm like, wait a second. Are you kidding? So now my smoky eyes were smokier. And I'm going, this is ingenious. It is. This is like they found the loophole again. They always do. They always do. I have to tell you real quickly. I gave birth to my first daughter during March Madness. And I had a C-section. And my husband took care of our newborn. And she... I was there for four days. All, he sat and watched the games and took care of the baby. I just got to relax and chill. It worked out for me. It worked well, out for me. Okay, so. <laughs> there you go. She's pre- the anomaly. There's your, yeah, but totally it kind of falls in the same category of what you're trying to say. Yeah. Right. So there, there was this science that was like, it just, so that's it. So I said, that's it. I wrote it out and I said, I am sure that most moms, young, old, pregnant want to know about this because this is real like I did some research behind it I was like this is unbelievable this is true like this is medical science so I wrote about it and at the same time that I was doing that I had just turned 40 a few months before and I struggled with that like that decade you guys could say what you want that decade was like whoa a lot you know here I'm having to buy moisturizer like I don't need to moisturize (laughs) And like masks only cover part of the wrinkles on your face. Oh, just and, too late. And then my and then my little one gave up his crib. And I'm like, whoa, there's like a lot of changes going on here. And I then I was just dealing with all of that. And I started to look it up and I was like, is anyone else dealing with this? And in the process, people are planning Disney vacations. They're, you know, trotting around leggings or doing Pilates in their backyard. I'm like, how is everybody else doing all these things when there's like a real reality to mommyhood that no one's discussing? And I decided, you know what? I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. I talk this way. I write this way. Worst that could happen is nobody follows, no one likes, and no harm, no foul. But something else happened. Yeah. No, you took off. Was that March Madness, like your first actual it was the first piece that Mm -hmm. hit onto social media so right after i discovered that i wanted to have the name mommy log under lw pepper i did a lot of research different kind of research i did a lot of research into how do you create this because instagram and other social media platforms didn't enable me to get you to a website so i had to figure out how to connect readers to be from followers to be readers so I started to look into that because I thought that, that there was a strong connection between that. And I wanted the imagery that I was portraying out there to be as genuine as I am. And that is when the first picture I came across and I researched for hours to find a basketball with a bandaid on it. And I told everyone that March Madness isn't only about those balls. And that's when everyone started <laughs> to That is so cute. It was a little spicy, you know, so... Awesome. So you launched with that. I'm really curious as to, because, you know, again, we have the older kids that are adulting us as we speak. What are some of the things that have really resonated with your age group and your genre of moms? Well, I think it's about trying to get it all done and look perfect doing it. Because a lot of moms that read my blog aren't just my age. Some are older than me that are now grandmothers themselves that struggled with a different kind of perfection. They had to be perfect. You know, the eras of like Mad Men or in the 70s where they could be more laid back, but really had to still be uptight, you know, in a political kind of realm. So there was so I think a lot of people are interested in what I have to say because there's no matter what decade you mother or you parent, people were always trying to fit their lives into squares and be perfect. And that's a very hard concept. It's, it's really hard to be perfect all the time because it's impossible. And, you know, I, I give my hat off to some of these 
you know, Instagram and social media platforms that enable people to look perfect and filter it. But I, I can't be a filtered person all the time. I have to be who I am because when I go out in public, I want the person that you're reading is to be the person that you're meeting or else you're really not following me. You're following somebody else. And I'm not a leader. So that's not my gain to get followers. I want you to follow me so we can all do this together. Because it's very lonely being a mommy sometimes. It's really mm-hmm. lonely. Yes, Even when you be. have a support system, it all falls on you. Because they only remember when you mess up. They never remember when you do something great. Yeah. It's very <laughs> true. Well, it's very true. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, Lisa and I talk about a lot is the concept of sisterhood. And I think as you kind of traverse the milestones of an aging woman as well as aging kids, you realize you're in it together and you are able to be more and more vulnerable. And again, I mentioned it earlier at the top of the show is it's one of the reasons why we did the podcast is it started with this kind of idea that, God damn it, I'm so tired of going on Instagram and people putting the highlight reels out there. And if we were to be sitting by the fire with a glass of wine with us sisters, we we wouldn't be saying these things. We'd be talking about our kids were an asshole to us that day, our husband is getting on our nerves or whatever. And so what you've created kind of is a virtual sisterhood where, you know, a safety net where you're putting yourself out there and you're and allowing others to do the same because being a mom, I mean, God, the counseling bills I'm going to have in a couple of years with my kids. I mean, we try really hard, but you were human. Yeah, we we're are human. Well, and we're learning how to be moms at the same time as being a mom. You know, it's not like we just mm-hmm. give birth and know what we're, we're doing. So I always tell my daughter, my oldest, I'm like, I'm sorry you had to go first because, you know, <laughs> I'm learning everything with you and you're the guinea pig for everything. And, you know, it's, well, uh, there's an added pressure. Yeah, I have, I have one of my husband's best friend's wives. She's just the greatest. Her name is Mona. And she said to me when I had my first child, she says, darling, don't worry about it. She's fabulous, by the way. She's just like that fabulous woman. She's, darling, don't worry about it. She goes, having kids is like making pancakes. We always kind of screw up the first one. The second one will be a lot better. <laughs> That's Trust honest. me. Yeah, yeah. What are some of your star moments with the blog? Like what that really landed with yeah. people? Give us like two or three that like, okay, this really helped me get traction and this resonated. Sure. So I always say in that even with all the mess, I can't believe how unbelievably blessed I am. Like, you know, lightning really struck me twice, even with the sweet and the spicy and the messy and the ups and downs and the exhaustion and exhilaration, I look at my children sometimes and the same way I say tongue in cheek, like I can't believe they're mine. I can't believe they're mine. Like I tell my boys all the time when they ask me where babies come from, I say they're a wicked combination of love, science and magic. And I won't tell them exactly how that works yet because they're still little, but I truly believe that. And with that love, science and magic comes all the other things, the growing pains and the milestones and the memories. And that's the scrapbook that I am trying to create for my boys because I don't have the time to make these beautiful scrapbooks. So I started talking a lot about how fitting in doesn't really change. Women don't get, don't, they don't really get older, they age. So some of them turn out to be like a fine wine better with age and others just are like the wine that you used to cook with, you know? So <laughs> because of that, God, um, I hope I'm not that wine. Oh God, me no, too. No, 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 you guys are, you I'm, guys I, are yeah, I, I'm hoping so, I'm like so, a Chateau Margot, not like, <laughs> I like to be a bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that I started to talk a lot about that because I think as a mother and as a friend, We struggle with fitting in. You know, we want our kids to have friends, but we want to have friends too. And I see that there's still a lot of clickiness that goes on in the world. And that was something I wrote about that really touched a lot of people. But the one that hit the button, very first one that hit the button, and I think that's when things changed for me. And then I started to write even more authentically. And people started to see that I really deal with the fact of how I feel about being a mother 
in a pop culture, social media society with current events and pandemics and all those things mixed in was as a little girl, both my parents worked extremely hard. My mom particularly was a, is a very successful woman. And I always knew what my mom did for a living. It was like, you know, I, I, I idolized that she could be a mommy and a career woman at the same time and juggle all those balls in the air, you know? And it was unbelievable to me. And when I would go to work with her, specifically on Take Your Daughter to Work Day, I watched it in action and it was unbelievable. So fast forward to me, I do have multiple degrees. I'm highly educated and highly intelligent, but I've chosen to put that slightly on the back burner to be a full-time mommy. Mm -hmm. But I felt that that line, when you fill out your kids' forms, like what's your occupation was so pigeonholing, like one little black line and what do you do for a living? So for my husband, it was so easy. We write attorney and we move on. For me, I was like, do you have time? I mean, I make Michelin rated grilled cheese. I cut all the cucumbers <laughs> and peel them. I don't understand. I'm not just a mommy. I'm everything to everybody. Where do I put that? So I wrote about it. And I wrote about it in the sense that last year during the pandemic, the most unbelievable thing happened. I got to take my kids to work with me every single day. And I created Mrs. Mommy's Kitchen Classroom. And I made for them the safest place to make lemonade out of lemons and learn about school and skills and life and the unknown. We used to watch together as the world unfolded and they got to see another dimension of me. And for that moment, I felt like I got to take my child and my children to work with me and juggle all those balls in the air and still be able to be a mommy at the same time. And I messed up a lot but I also did amazing things that I was proud of myself. And when I wrote about that and I said, those memories I had growing up, I hope if there's anything my boys remember about me in life is that I never could give them a 10 every day, but when I gave them a 10, it felt good for me. And when I said that, and I, I found some strength in myself, it was like, people were like, yeah, I did that too. Pandemic parenting is really hard. And I think people started to realize that that wasn't just a hashtag, but it was a reality that we are really always taking our children to work with us, whether it's to the grocery store, to the dry cleaner or to the operating room. We are giving our children a, an, a look behind the mirror where it's not a you know we're getting them to see something so they can aspire I aspire my whole life by the inspirations of other people I want my children to do that with me so when they fill out that black line when they're adults and they have a simplistic line that they can put a simplistic job they can also say internally I do a lot more than what that line says and that's where it kicked off I Jane, love you need to it. do your little button <laughs> that calls for a button push. No, dude. <laughs> that was beautiful. Well said. Yeah, yeah, Lindsay, that is well said. And I can see why that pushed the button because yeah. it's true. And even us, we have yeah. seniors in high school. There are It's our last go round. And I get so friggin' frustrated because you have to list your occupation. As mm -hmm. if it matters what my kid can do in school, what I do. Right. And, and you, you know, you kind of go through like, well, I used to do this or I'm, am I retired? What am I? I'm a yeah. mom and or a stay-at-home mom. It, so it is, it, it does suck to have to put that out there when you're doing, you know, you're doing multiple things as a mom or a wife or mm -hmm. a household, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, yeah. So you nailed it, man. We're the CEOs, actually. We are the CEOs of the household. That's right. Well, I will tell you, my claim to fame during the pandemic was um, me sitting outside saying this is awful. So I I don't know how many times I hit that 10. <laughs> they, they don't want to go to work with but, me well, anymore. Our kids are older. <laughs> I, love, I love what you said there. That was so... It resonated with me, and I don't even have kids in this age range anymore. I love... Taking, I took my kids to work every day with me at home and showed them another side of me. And I, I just loved that. I love yeah. that. And I can see why people really connected with that. You really turn it on its head. Yeah. Okay. Do you got one more good juicy blog that kind of 
resonated that you want to talk about? And then we're going to flip sure. the tables on you. And you you're going to ask us some questions. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, there are so many of them that I've written that I'm really proud of, but I think the one that also changed perception for a lot of people, and it also actually changed the demographic a lot because coincidentally during the time of the Olympics and, you know, specifically gymnastics, there's a lot of this talk about the twisties and people didn't really understand what that meant. And I too didn't exactly understand what that meant because I don't wear leggings, not that gymnastics, you know, that that the gymnasts wear leggings, but like, I don't wear workout gear. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. in workout gear today. Right. So I don't, I don't do that. But the thing that I started thinking about is what is the twisties and how does that relate to being a mommy? It says that you travel at exceptionally high speeds and you lose a sense of control when you're in that motion. And I said, you know what? That's what mommyhood is sometimes mm-hmm. to have the case of the twisties. And I was like, and I was going through something where I was writing all summer long and I was writing my beach read, you know, and everything. And all of a sudden my personal beach read got a plot twist, quote, the twisties. And I either had to deal with it, handle it, or succumb. And I said, you know, Simone changed the new Pantone color for all of us when we thought that we all should be golden, specifically mothers. No, she told us that it is unbelievably amazing to be bronze. Mm -hmm. And when she did that for the world, she changed the new rainbow. During the pandemic, a lot of us were looking for the somewhere over the rainbow. What she did for us was she said, no, don't look for the rainbow, look for the bronze because that's golden. And when I saw that, I had a totally different appreciation for the fact that that it's okay to come in third and still feel first. And it gave me a sense of empowerment that going back to being a 10, like I can't be a 10 every day, but it's okay if I'm like five sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I'm a 10, you know, some portion of that day. And when I did that, I said to myself, the reason why I struggled with this all along was so many of these mommies are like sweet and low mamas, you know, they're like saccharine sweet. They put in their coffee and immediately it's the sweetest little thing they could drink. I am not. I am a sugar in the raw mommy that takes a while to dissolve. And when it does, you can taste it. And she gave me that moment. And when I wrote that, I can't believe how many people, men, grandparents, like pregnant girls were like, oh my God, I have the twisties. And I was like, no, but it's okay (laughs) to have the twisties. Like, look, this, the the goat, the greatest gymnast of the world has the twisties and she owned it. So why can't we? That's unbelievable. Oh, that's very well said. And you know what? The fact that you're learning that now with your kids being young is going to help you navigate through so many scenarios that I wish I had had that realization sooner in my motherhood days. So congratulations to you for having the aha moment. And back to what you said about being a 10, you know, I might not be, I might only be a five today. I think that if our intention is to live our best 10 lives, even if we don't hit the mark every day, which we're never going to hit the mark every day, but if our intention and how we approach life is with that goal in mind, I think that's all that matters is what's in your heart. Indeed. I, I tell my kids and I think I don't I got it from some movie, but it really hits home with me is always the perfect effort. Mm-hmm. You can't control a lot of what goes into an outcome. There's so many things you like you do get the twisties. Um, and we smiled when you said that because we, we, we talk about that and we talked about the whole Simone um, issues. If you have the perfect effort, then you got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, all right. I gave a 10 effort and mm-hmm. this is what it is, right? Right. Not be so hard on yourself. So I love it. I do too. Okay. So let's fast forward. What do you got for us? What what insight do you want to know as your kids get in the teen hoods and beyond? I think it's more about now that you have those, you know, milestones above me, what would you have told your newer mom self? that you now know that you could have been like, wow, I shouldn't have, couldn't have, maybe could have like, what would you have told that 
mom that that mom that you still are but with the you know the kids that are my age like what would you have advice would you have given uh i think there's so many things but definitely don't compare and i mean we didn't have social media back when my kids were little i mean it was in its infancy uh, i remember being at this like mommy luncheon and the speaker talking about MySpace and keep your kids away from MySpace. And I'm like, what the hell is MySpace? What is this thing? Like, I had no idea what it was. I had toddlers and I was like freaking out. But I just think that even when we didn't even have that, we still compared ourselves. And I, you know, you still look at how other people are mothering and am I living up and am I doing it well? And you can't, you can't do that. You just have to focus on what's best for you and your kids and your family and not try to measure yourself because you'll never live up if you do that. And that's with everything in life. But I think us moms fall into that black hole even easier because we want to be so good for our kids. Well, yeah, I mean, God, I remember, is he talking yet? Has he said his first word? Has he mm -hmm. walking? I mean, yeah, I, I agree. And, and there's going to be that mom as well. Oh, my little person. Oh, my son's, you know, this on the dean's list. That's like, you know, your kid might have three times that, but sometimes it's just, that's awesome. That's great. And don't, because there's always going to be that bragger person that feels like they have to one up everybody. Just let them one up. Yeah. You know, it's like good for them. Well, I, I have two for you, and it sounds like you've already, you're already mastering mm -hmm. this one, which is be present mm -hmm. and enjoy the moments. And you don't have to get, you don't have to get behind your phone and record every single moment. There's mm -hmm. times and places, but really be in the moment with all of these magical milestones that they do. And I, I feel like I did some of that because we didn't even have camera mm -mm. phones back then. Mm -mm. And, mm -mm. and some of it I look back and I go, God, I wish I would have been able to film that. But I, I think now more than ever, I'm as I'm seeing, you know, my last one almost go off to college is I'm just trying to enjoy it all. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing is, and I wasn't the greatest about this with at least my older, is relaxing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you not everything is life changing or life defining. It's a long journey of twists and turns and just exhale and realize that it's going to be OK. That was going to be my, my second one, too, was exactly that. Just because I found that my second child. You know, you go through, you're so wrapped up the first time you give birth and you, you want to have everything perfect and you read all the books and you do all that. And then the baby comes and you're so worried about doing everything wrong. And when I had my second daughter, it was just like easy and breezy. And I just relaxed and enjoyed the moment. It was because I stopped worrying about it all. I relaxed. I just, I didn't have that pressure on myself. And that's what I would say to any mom is give yourself a break. You know, just go with the give flow. Give your kids a break. Give your kids a break and just it's fine. Don't overthink everything in life really yeah. about your kids. Yeah. You're going to see that, you know, as they get more mature and, and, you know, a lot of parents get more intense sports, mm -hmm. you know, if your kid isn't the star of the team, it's going to be okay. If they're not the top in their class, it's going to be okay. And then when you go through the whole college application gauntlet, realize that it's their sweatshirt, not yours. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> and we do get our egos hung up on, you know, we feel like, oh, gosh, we have to we, we get so intense about getting them into the right college or whatever. And really, you just want them to get the best out of the situation they're going to get. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Did we nail that? I think we did. Lindsay, did we nail did it? Did we get an applause button? I don't have a button, but I'll clap. <laughs> you clapped. You're adorable. Uh, and by the way, you don't even look 30, let alone 40. I don't I know. buy that. Not that. One iota. Yeah, no, I'm like 30. I'm like 40 and a half and change. I'll be 41 in December. Wow. Yeah. You do not look it. You look fab. I mean. Thanks. I'm trying. I can't tell you I'm doing anything special. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put you in the hot seat with a little lightning round. Okay. And then we're going to tell everyone how they get to your blog. I. I have all of these ideas actually going on in my head about just what you've said today. Yeah. That, yeah. So. And, uh, you know, I uh, was glancing at it, too. And um, I loved your little spot on uh, white jeans. Because in California, you know, 
I grew up with a mom who I feel like she should have been from the South or from the East Coast because she's very, you know, instilled those rules in, in those social norms. But at the same time in California, it's not such a big deal. Not as many people follow that. The white, white, no white after Labor Day. Right? Yeah, I wear white all the time. Yeah, so but no, I was they laughing. Do here too. I just never wear white, so oh. there's that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. That was T-shirt, a cute one. But pants, no. I'm five feet tall, so like white pants on me is like <laughs> not a good thing. Not a good thing. Okay. Okay. All right, you ready for Lowe's lightning round? Okay. Ah, another good sound effect for you, baby. Okay. Let's see how you do here. I think you're going to do really well because you are really witty. She, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, let's see when I, when we talked about your bio and now I realize it, 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 that's a compliment. It, it's coming pretty from, much from the, spot wit, on. the witty queen. Okay. Thank you. You're standing with another mom at the playground and noticed her underwear is showing. Do you tell her? So if she doesn't have a tramp stamp, um, which I'm sure you know what that is. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going to be honest with you. Being a mom, you you kind of sort of have to, but you have to find the diplomatic way because, you know, you do a lot of bending and going up and down as a mommy. And, like, <laughs> I don't wear belts, okay? So sometimes my underwear is showing. So I'm not going to lie. Like, my yeah. thong is sticking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I just flashed, like, four-year-olds. But you have to find out like a polite way. If she's wearing nice underwear, like if it's fancy, you definitely wonder what goes on at home. Um, so you can find like a politically correct way to be like, you know, does that come in my color? Or you see, it depends how close you are with the person, what you want to say. I okay. love it. You know, I'm just thinking now. So I was at a um, little league game when the kids were really tiny and there was a mom that I didn't know. And it wasn't the underwear. It was, she had the full plumber's crack going on oh and I kept, yeah, no i've never i kept I, wanting no. to get up and tell her but i i i just didn't have the courage I, this is the beauty of this age it's like we have a lot more courage like oh honey you got some of my teeth right there right yeah, there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. take care of that like you just don't even think about it did you, did and you have my broccoli girls will be like, mom oh my god you just embarrass her i come no, she's going to be more embarrassed when she walks away and realizes she has a piece of broccoli in her teeth and at 50 i don't think about that it just comes out but it you know, 40, I might have been like, oh, should I tell her? Yeah. I don't want to embarrass her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you're stranded with your kids, what are the three things you hope you have on hand? Sure. So lollipops. Mm-hmm. Always need lollipops. She's a girl after Always. my own heart. Um, not even for me. You know, not even for them, for the people that are near us that are like, oh, my God, you know, so so <laughs> lollipops. I say baby wipes never, ever, ever go out of style. I don't care. You could have you could have no babies forever. Baby wipes are unbelievable. Yes, like, they because are. You never know what you could use them for, need them for. They take off deodorant, whatever. Yes. And music. You need something with music because there's something about finding a song that will just change the way you think about things. So you need, you know, to kind of get, you need something to clean up, something to make it sweet and something to make it just like make the time go. So however that works. And if you don't have music, pretend you have a good voice and sing Mm -hmm. because it will pass the time. It could be a good distractor. It can set the mood. It can do a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. You're you're nailing this. You're nailing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one's a soft toss. What kids show do you wish you could eliminate so that no mom ever has to endure it again? We probably won't even know it. That's actually a hardball, to be honest with you, because I, I, I my kids really do like to watch TV, but they are really into YouTube as well. And what's so interesting, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one who feels this way, when I watch my children watch other children open up toys, I'm confused because I'm like, so we have those toys. We can put them back in a box and you can open them up. Um, <laughs> why, why are you watching someone else open up a toy? And then I'm like, do you want to go buy that toy? Because I say, no, I just want to watch them open the toys. So this whole like YouTube thing of, and also these gamers that like yell, like I know way too much about video games. Like I know. So I just think that 
some of the some of the new following and like the new influencers in the space of children just doesn't capitalize on how intelligent mm. little children are. Mm-hmm. And I think it like almost demeans them where the television shows are not preaching to anyone anymore because the kids aren't watching it because it's almost they're like, you know, I remember when I was growing up Sesame Street, I can still watch Sesame Street. It mm-hmm. still speaks to me. Mm-hmm. It's still relevant in certain ways. So I wish that that if YouTube is going to become the wave of the future as so it is, then it needs to it needs to be more intelligent because my kids are way too intelligent to be watching other kids open up boxes like when, and then when Amazon boxes come and I'm like, do you guys want to help me open these boxes? And they're like, no. And I'm like, wait a minute. How could you not want to help me open a box? Yeah. Like this could be for you. No, we'd rather watch someone else open a box. So we want to watch me That's open a box. Funny. No, Isn't that funny? No, I, I was that yeah. So can't relate. Yeah cannot yeah. i mean that's yeah. like a time yeah, yeah. We, we didn't have all that but i do mm-hmm. know that now my olders watch a lot mostly sports stuff on youtube like the TikTok. like highlight highlights mm-hmm. and stuff we had a show when my boys were young that they were obsessed about and it, caillou oh i the little why is he bald we never have figured that out and what a whiner no, he's whining. Rosie. I was like, it was like nails oh, no. on a chalkboard. Yeah. I was like, if so I heard it come he's on, still on. Like, he's, he's still on. He needs to believe, go. He's yeah. still watching. He, he, we don't because listen, listen, I'm a hair girl. You know, I like to get my hair done. So I feel for him and whatever kind of affliction he has that's causing. <laughs> yeah, his feet, it's not about you know, him being bald. Well, yeah. I, but in, in some cases, it's actually become a problem. Because I now have to explain why Caillou doesn't have hair, and I don't even know. Yeah, so I want to be so politically. That's the mystery. Yeah. If he isn't well, I want to buy him a get well card. And if he's, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Or the so. parents just have like a fetish for. Yeah. yeah they, I they, cannot like, the believe. The mom likes to clean, and it's like yeah. Mister Clean. I don't know. Well, yeah, but he just needs the Hooper earrings. And I can't believe I can't believe he's still on. That blows my mind. Yeah, There's so many other better go. shows that he we're on. To go. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bye bye. Do you make it sound like you know? Well, I have a 21 year old, and it was around when she was little. So I mean, he's clearly the demographic is still excited about. Yeah, clearly somebody. It's resonating. Okay. So last question, and Lisa always asks, Lindsay, what does the phrase "she's a 10" mean to you? So I I think about this as very funny when when we chose our wedding date everyone was talking about different months of the year of, you know, when to get married. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, be a June bride, be a this bride. And I looked at all the months in the 12 months and we had something in every month except for October. My grandparents were married in October, but we didn't have, but my grandparents are deceased. So we didn't really have anyone currently that had anything that we were celebrating other than Halloween in October. And when my husband said to me, why October? And the caterer asked why October? And everyone asked me why October? I said, because 10 is the perfect month. It's like not too hot, not too cold, great hair weather. I was like, but it's also like 10. 10 is perfection. But it's not. Because I don't think you'll ever be at a 10. Even when you have a 10 day, the three meets you right around the corner (laughs) knocking. So... I think what a 10 means to me is it's having both hands full and that's what it is. Like I have both my hands full and more in a good way and some days not in a good way, but that's what 10 is. It's having both my hands full and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm, like I said, I'm so unbelievably thankful. I'm so beyond blessed. I am so sometimes utterly exhausted but my hands are full. And if my hands are full, then I'm at a 10. Good and bad. That's that's a 10. Love yes. it. Okay, that's you're going to awesome. get, this is a record. Two. You got no, two. You got, today, I think she got three. I know. She got three. No, you did earn three. All right, yeah. we're going to end on song. But first, okay. let's find out where everyone yes. can find you. Tell us all your handles. And I know I'm going to mess it up. So I'm just going to let you say all the places that they can find you and your blog. So go for sure. it. So if you want to follow me, which I hope you do, but more importantly, I hope you read. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's one word as L W Pepper. So it's 
L-E-L-L-E double D-O-U-B-L-E-U pepper, P-E-P-P-E-R, one word. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you can also find that through us as well. We'll have that on there. Yes, and my my website is www.mommylog.blog. And I'm also on Facebook now as LW hyphen pepper. So I'm a, I'm a person. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you just type in, if you just type in mommy log, you should get me. Um, and if I, I really hope, look, numbers are great. Following is unbelievable, but I want you to read. I want you to read it because when you read my story, maybe you're going to be reading your own. So maybe it'll give you the courage to um, tell your story. Love um, it. And I love you. You're, oh, I love you guys. This is when I come to California, yeah. really bad now. Well, yes. yeah, we have SeaWorld oh and God. Disneyland and, you know. Bring your come, family. Come come out to California and meet yeah. us and we'll show you around. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, you ready for this? So I, mean, I, chose, I, got the lyrics. I chose this song because of your moniker, which now I'm going to call The Plume. <laughs> Numb to plum. Numb to plum. Love it. It makes because it's spicy, a pepper, and I think it's just this is all about all of us. All right, ready? I'm gonna fire the sucker up, and this is a this is a hard one to sing. So she um, always picks oh, the hard okay. ones. I know. And, well, they're all hard she, to sing. She is a very uh, she has a lot of confidence. I do. Yeah. It's a false sense of security. I think. <laughs> okay, here we go. Alicia Keys. She lives in San Diego. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Lonely like the highway. She's lonely the world and it's on fire. Feeling the catastrophe. But she knows my way. She's got both feet on the ground. And she's burning it down. Oh, oh, I can't hit these notes. Oh, in the clouds, and she's not backing down. down. Oh, we got this, girls. Let's go. Let's go. This girl is on fire. This girl is on fire. Oh God, this is awful. Oh, she's walking on fire. Oh, Lori, Lori, Lori. This girl is on fire. Oh shit, this is just bad news. All right. I really just want to say a heartfelt thank you. This was a dream come true. I can't believe it's a reality. So you guys are absolutely an inspiration. And I thank you and I'm going to keep inspiring. So thank you. Oh, oh you're amazing. You. I have no doubt you will. Show. Yeah. This is this is perfect. Yes. And we loved having you. I, when Lori told me she talked to you, I was like, "Mommyhood. Let's go there." I love it and I'm so glad we did. Congratulations. Just, to congratulations. You. Thank okay. you. And to you guys too.